All right, welcome to Raise a Riffs, guys. Keith Reza, subscribe, rate, and review to the show on Apple Podcasts and where you get all your podcasts. Uh, Alan Lee is still not going to be here today. Uh, it's all that jazz. He's working, doing his thing. A uh, good thing is shows are starting to open up. Uh, my first show will be at the Rec Room on July 3rd. 2021. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on it with me. I literally just got the date, as a matter of fact, from the text message. So, yeah, it'll be fun. We have a good show tonight, a great show. Uh, Bobby Jean Brown is going to be with me, talking to me. Uh, she's a stand up comedian, actress. She's known for being the She's my cherry pie girl, and she's written two books, Dirty Rocker Boys and Cherry on Top by Bobby Jean Brown, and she'll be talking to me on Razor Riffs. So subscribe, brand review, follow us on social media at Razor Riffs, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Razor Riffs. With Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, Bobby. Hi. Hey, how are you? How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for uh, doing this. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. So you, where are you right now? You're not in Los Angeles? No, I'm in Louisiana right now. Oh, how's Louisiana? Uh, it's, you know, it's got its good parts and the rest is pretty shitty, but yeah. Are, are comedy clubs open over there? I don't think so, no. Not yet. Or maybe they will be like this week. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. if they are, I need to take a trip to Louisiana. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what's what's going on here yeah. um so how long is this going on how long are we doing this uh just 30 minutes 30 to 45 depends how much fun we're having or you know oh, okay. if you okay. want if you want to kill me or whatever i usually i usually have a co-host but uh he his uh, mom is like in the hospital so he had to bail oh that's okay did you want to reschedule or do you want to just do this no let's just do it let's just do okay. it Okay. Uh, so I already gave you a sweet ass introduction uh, before. You, yeah. And my introduction was uh, you've seen her from uh, Last Action Hero. <laughs> Is that my sweet ass intro? Yeah. That's one okay. of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. My part was like five minutes, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I know you're, you're known for the cherry pie. And yeah. you know, I, I feel like you get asked that stuff all a lot. So like I, I I didn't think you'd get asked about last action heroes. I thought I'd start oh. off with a question. Let's see. Okay. That's fine with me. Uh, how was the last action hero? <laughs> <laughs> um good. It was good. Huh? Yeah, really good. Everybody yeah. was cool. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Day, but, yeah. He had to stand on an apple box to be taller than me. Oh, he, he's a pretty short guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. So yeah. nice. 
And uh, that, that was after the music video and you were also on Star Search. So you already had like a, a lot of steam going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was already married and had a baby and yeah. Oh. So. All right. So Star, Star Search, you, you uh, won 13 times, which is the most of any other con contestant. Right. That's a great yeah. record. And then I lost the money, which kind of sucked. But um, yeah, I guess it was kind of, uh, what's it called? She like bought, bought off the judges, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And, and my agent wanted me, you know, asked if I wanted to like press charges. I was like, no, I don't want to seem like a sore loser, you know. Right. But, and the reruns got me so much work anyway, but the hundred grand would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then plus, you know, you, you probably spent a lot of time with Ed McMahon, right? How was, how was that? Not really. Um, I mean, as much time as was on camera yeah. is the time that we spent. Um, I did, however, have to um, host a, an event in Vegas with him during this run. And uh, my roommate, who was like one of those people who like, was a star fucker can you yeah. see my cuss can yeah, yeah. Okay. um kind of like went on the trip and ended up hanging out with him and uh yeah so she kind of you know was like hey let's go shopping ed gave me his credit card and we like spent ten thousand dollars each and he was so doped out on like pills and like walking around naked we were like whoa um so yeah that's the only experience i had with ed and it was horrible <laughs> gross but um, of course the paparazzi got us as we came into the hotel and it was like, oh, they're hanging out. But we weren't. I had my own hotel yeah. separate. Um, but yeah. Was, he, I, was, I he like, was he like, I'm missing $10,000? No, I guess he told her that we could go shopping with his card. Oh. Um, it was just like him like trying to meander down his staircase naked. <laughs> it was like, okay. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a soft sock with rocks in it you know and like a I don't know a tube sock with <laughs> it was just all bad and dangly and I was just like wow okay so I was like good luck with that to my friend she was like yeah are you, are you still okay. friends with a friend I still am yeah friends with huh. her see that's friendship if you could survive ten thousand dollars of Ed McMahon right yeah yeah <laughs> I mean I'm still good friends with a lot of my um like elementary school, high school, you know, lots of those friends. It's only the really the ones in LA that don't last that much. Yeah. That much. Yeah. Do you ever find that like uh, you're still friends with, you know, the people you went to school with and then when you became a celebrity, like did you find that maybe they changed or like like how like how they acted around you? Yeah. Um yeah, there's been a few people like that just kind of wrote me off and then Moving back here, I'm rekindling with a couple of friends, and you can kind of tell who was jealous and who wasn't, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, I found that I have a couple of good friends still here. Because, yeah. like, I'm, like, the exact opposite, where, like, I had no friends growing up, but now that, like, I have a little steam or whatever, everyone yeah. from high school wants to be my friend. I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah, it's kind of – I mean, I had that, too, and I just remember – putting that on blast when that person would be like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, where have you been? Um, so, yeah, I'd just be like, no, thanks, and then cut them off. Uh, but in, it's kind of weird, too, because, like, I rekindled with, like, my first boyfriend here. And 
went to go like see his kid perform somewhere and he was super pumped that we were talking but he kept bringing up weird like things that don't matter now like he didn't know how to act around me a little bit right and, and then I just kept going why do you keep bringing up sex like why do you why do you keep talking about that you know any of it and uh it was weird he just kept going what's up and I'm like same thing that's up like five minutes ago like you know and then he tried to say like I was all Hollywood and I was like if I were I wouldn't be here right now if I was so Hollywood I wouldn't be at your kids function that's a good point 40 years and so yeah it was just it was awkward it was a little awkward you know I I feel like every single uh uh, date I've ever had with a boyfriend would be awkward, but I, I like the ladies. <laughs> Good one. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, just, but um, so you you write you you wrote two books now, and mm-hmm. uh, what's what's that like? Because I know it's a lot of uh, uh tell all stuff that people are kind of like wish you didn't write, but you still did. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it. I could have said so much more. Right. Um, the book wasn't to like throw anybody under the bus or like reveal these, you know, things that a lot of people don't know already, or that wasn't already reported about. Um, I did draw the line in some, some areas just, you know, just to not be an asshole. Um, but I told what was relevant on my end. Like I told my perspective of everything and as long as you tell the truth, you can't get sued. And so I didn't get any, you know, I'm sure lots of people were like not happy about it. As a matter of fact, I know they weren't, but yeah, um, yeah but I mean, I didn't lie. And it's so stupid too. It's like all this should happen like 30 years ago, you yeah. know? And then I have like somebody, I wrote something about, I've had two rock stars confront me like in a public setting. Um, and I was like, seriously, this is like, that did happen so you know but they weren't happy about it. it was who else tommy sent a letter to i mean a text to athena not happy about it um actually it's like four people um sebastian bach um paul stanley and who else it was one other some a kid from like this band called take five were all not happy about it <laughs> anything i said so uh, that's uh that's but leo was very happy because then you say he had like the biggest cock i mean he wasn't happy either though but yeah it's like what how can you be mad about that yeah yeah who's mad like, that's him. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh but no it's interesting that you say that like you can't uh write anything that's not true about being sued because that that is slander and right I have a feeling people have written stuff about you that could be a little slanderish. So how did you deal with that? Um, there was something like in the dirt book that if I hadn't already been public about my drug use, I could have used, Right. but I ha- I'm so open and I'm always forthcoming about my personal life that it wasn't even a deal, you know? So that was really the only thing. And the, there was nothing anybody ever said bad about me except for at the, in that book. Oh, okay. And, so, and it was true. So Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, because, like, uh, my ex is, like, a little, you know, there's two sides to every story, but my yeah. side is she's crazy, right? Oh, and, okay. You know, I'm sure her side is she's going to say I'm crazy, but she wrote a book, and I'm, like, so scared to read it because I don't want to 
know I'm what's sure my ex feels the same way about my second book yeah sure so. i'm sure well um the way you can do that is if you know just use an alias or other name you know i mean yeah. there was a couple of names that i switched in uh my first book just to don't want to hear from that person or whatever so i just you you know switch the name like of the guy i moved out to la with but <clears throat> um yeah so yeah why are you scared no i'm not i'm just are you that crazy <laughs> no no i'm just saying like uh you know there's two sides to every story so like i don't feel like writing a book on my side you know what i mean like i'm kind of over it you know is the whole book about you no, like, no, no. I haven't even read the book. I'm just saying if I did read the book, I'm scared I would be in it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if she used your name, then you should read it just to be sure what she says. Yeah, I feel like it's a con to get me to call her again. Really? God, you, you sound like you're in a narcissist, in a narcissist relationship or some shit. Um, <laughs> true. Just throwing um, out those jokes for you, Bobby. Oh, thanks. I so appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it like doing the audiobook is it easier to uh read something that you've written because i know you did the voices and stuff yeah it's um it's kind of cathartic and also things that is written down saying them out loud also can be like ew, you know like it feels weird yeah. um but the process i do love like i i'm i'm really it's really easy and i love that process and it, i feel like it gives a um intimate tone like you're talking to a friend or whatever and um they could get a you know inside of like the emotion maybe because I do read it like with emotion or how whatever emotion I was feeling at the time does come out so I do feel like it's a more intimate way to read the book by listening to it and by my voice which I recommended because I think it's weird when other people do other people's audiobooks not them yeah, I, I mean, I, agree. I, I guess it's a personal preference, but um, I feel like it's more intimate when you do it yourself. You know, I'm surprised, like, because I'm sure there's like studies out there that, like, uh, with kids who have like a hard time reading, or even adults have a hard time reading. I think the audiobooks are really helpful for the mind. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, although I have like ADD, so listening to an audiobook, I don't know that I would be able to learn from yeah. hearing something um my pro my learning process is by doing but i don't have the patience to like read instructions or so i mean maybe um i do think audiobook is a good way to go now how does your add like affect you doing stand-up comedy because i have asperger's syndrome and that like <laughs> i think that makes me stronger at stand-up but worse at interviewing huh um I don't think it's really affected because people doing comedy don't really like they're not really judging if you're it's like a person can go up there and just be complete goofy or like just not even know what they're doing and it may still seem funny right. do you know what I mean like so I don't think anybody's like what's up with her she's so spastic like you know I'm always spastic so <clears throat> I don't think anybody if anything they'd be like she's on drugs you know <laughs> but other than that I don't think anybody's like it hasn't really affected it has affected my patience I, i'm just the most impatient person in the world i am oh, yeah. I, I'm, unbelievably i am i just hate waiting i hate going up after like i have so many you know preferences that not everybody can appease 
Now, when you do clubs, do you do you prefer to like show up late because you're usually closing them out, or like how do you like to watch the other shows or what? No, yeah, that's usually um, the case. Um, like on my third show, I was already opening for the headliner, which <clears throat> is kind of harsh. But I sold tickets, so right. so who cares how good or bad I was? It was just a matter of the fact that I sold tickets, so they would always you know, put me in positions that other comedians really resented because right. they've been working their ass off for so many years. And it's kind of like when somebody new comes in and they're not like really a comedian who's done the work, put in 11 years, you know, respected, all that stuff. Um, there's some animosity between other comedians for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really care. Um, I just hated being put up after the headliner, which happened to me one time and I was so mad because Who's everyone that? Who is the headliner? Um, Daryl Hammond. Oh. SNL, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so. But see, like, that's also, like, a compliment because you're closing the show because, like, you know what I mean? It's not considered a compliment. It's considered <laughs> a, you use my draw to sell all these tickets and the headliner goes on and everyone leaves. And then, and then I go. Oh, home. so they left before you. They leave after the headliner. So right. then I go up like I'm like one of the waiters or something. You know how they always get their like last bit in. And I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Oh, yeah. I, That's I kind like of fucked up. Play. Yeah. Like was that at the comedy store? Mm -hmm. at the, oh. On the main stage. Wow. I was like, mm, great. That was horrible. I was so pissed. You know, like I, I know like in this comedy business, you know, it's all about promoting and selling tickets and stuff. But like they like that's why I don't perform at the store because they tried to do that and I said hey look I'll promote it I can't guarantee you I'll sell tickets but yeah. all I want to do is just make people laugh you know what I mean right and it's like I become friends with all these headliners because of that work ethic it's like I don't really bullshit that that yeah end. yeah I mean I guess that is a cool way to go about it um <clears throat> you know I don't think that I don't mind doing comedy it's, it comes pretty easy to me um, I have bombed. I have done really well. Um, but like so many comedians have told me that uh, they knew when they did comedy that this was like, this was what, this was their dream. This is my, oh my God, this is, this is it. Like they knew and they quit everything else and they just like pummeled towards, you know, getting better and whatever. I, didn't, I never felt that way. Like yeah. I, just, I just felt like it was just something else I did that was cool that I, you know, sometimes mastered, sometimes didn't, um, but that people really wanted to see me do. And yeah. sometimes I was really good and sometimes I sucked. <laughs> but, um, well, see, I feel like you're just a generally, uh, you're a funny person. So I feel like that, that when you jumped into stand up, like it, it, it's kind of like something you've always kind of been doing because you've always been funny. You know what I mean? Right. But there is a difference between being funny and making people laugh. Oh, so, yeah. So that's that's a little bit, that's where it cuts, you know, the cake. It's like, yeah, I'm funny all the time. I make people laugh on a regular basis. But making people laugh intentionally is a whole nother game. Yeah. So um, that was what, you know, I was trying to wrap my head around. Because it's the crowd. It's, you know, it, it all depends. Do you, you think know? that... Do you think that it's like a little harder for you because you're, you know, you're beautiful and a lot of, a lot of female comics 
you know, they're not really, you know, they kind of dress not to impress, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was told to do that and I never listened. I just dressed how I dress. Mm. I think it's a thing where they think that, because uh, I was working with a comedy teacher and he said that um, females were going to hate me in the audience, like because I was attractive and they would not laugh because of that. And I, I was like, I think that's stupid. Yeah. So I still did it you know, whatever. And if that was the case, I was fine. But, um, I don't, you know, I was never like that. Like when I was in the crowd and I would see comedians, I would never like hate on the girl. She was attractive. Like who cares? Yeah. That's just women. I guess they're just generally competitive, but I'm not. So I don't understand it. And, and see, that's one of the bright sides about being an ugly dude like myself. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I just yeah. go, it's, it's a dumb thing, but honestly, I have a friend who's really attractive and she will do comedy in a bathing suit, you know? So, All right. good. Kate Wigley? Yeah. She's <laughs> awesome. I love Kate. Yeah, she's, she's a friend of mine. And, um, yeah, she's badass, so. Yeah. I, I thought, uh, I thought it was funny. Like, I didn't subscribe because I, I think a kid has a friend, but she started an OnlyFans page. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I was like, that's, that's Kate. Yeah. I would not, Um, wouldn't be surprised. Have you done her uh, Dave Phelps podcast? I think you'd be good on that. Oh, you have done it. Fuck. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I have. So you were saying on Twitter, your, your Twitter got hacked. What was that like? No, not just my Twitter, everything, 40 plus accounts. Like I have a, a, um, a hacker, a stalker. Um, she, you know, accessed my unemployment, collected my unemployment and my name. Like she's this way beyond just this regular hacker. This is like somebody I met and was obsessed and got into all my shit and was me for like eight months. And I couldn't even get into my own shit. She could change. She changed the admin to my own Mac. Like she's that IT savvy. And I thought I was, but, uh, no, not even close compared to this. Yeah, and in fact, I still think she's in my computer. Like, nobody knows how to wrap their head around stalking and cyber crimes here. Right. And uh, it's ridiculous. So I've had to pay, you know, to get back into all my shit. But she's still, <clears throat> she's still, I can still see processes that aren't mine. You know what I mean? And they're going back to, to some address, but nobody knows how to do it here. So it's been very stressful and upsetting and triggering and just frustrating as hell like it just makes me mad all the time um trying to just you know I've lived my whole life building my own brand of my own name and in three weeks time this person can come in and just become me (laughs) so wait they're they're acting like you to uh, to fans they were holy lord yeah they were me for eight months and I couldn't access any of my shit my parents think I'm writing a new documentary. They're not, they don't know anything about computers. So I look like right. a crazy person. Um, it's been frustrating and exhausting. So, yeah. That, if it makes you, I don't know if this is going to make, make you feel any better, but that's happened to me where like uh, people will make up fake uh, Facebook accounts and fake yeah. Twitter accounts to say it's me. And it's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. She was little... actually in my personal accounts. So responding, being me, 
you know, promoting jobs, putting my photo on dildo sales, like, <laughs> I mean, just the, you know, just getting in to see any of it and trying to <clears throat> take photos of it. As soon as she saw that I was back in my shit, she shut me down remotely. Yeah. I was like, how does this even work? Yeah. So yeah, it's been exhausting and frustrating and maddening. Does it make you want to go back to the 90s and the 80s when social media wasn't around and you could just be yourself? Yeah, actually, like social media, I never, I never, you know, was like, who the fuck cares about what you ate for breakfast? But they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was doing a show at the time and they were like, you have to do social media. And so I had to, but do I like it? No. When I finally accessed my accounts, I just got back on every lurker who's ever been a creep was like hiding behind and like, Hey, what's up? Like the first ones to pop through. And I was like, Oh, did I miss social media? No, I guess I didn't. Um, <laughs> it was so weird, but yeah, it's just like everybody has access to you in ways that they never have before. And they feel like they know you. Yeah. So like, hey, what's up? Like, video calling from facebook what the fuck i don't know you yeah that's that's the one thing i don't like and it's then like annoying honestly yeah. don't try to call me unless i told you personally call me via facebook which i never do right so, and why would you have the balls to like contact someone you've never met yeah like hey like that person's supposed to answer <laughs> like hey well hey stranger what's up like I don't understand the balls that these people have. There's this uh, new app that's actually kind of cool. It's called Stereo. And what it is, it's like it's just basically podcasting on your yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm one of the, because when I first started, I was one of the big celebrities. And now I'm like the worst celebrity on it. But anyways, not right. the point. So not the point. So when I first got it, I, I followed people, you know, just, and then they would call me. I'm like, what the? It was why? just awkward. Why? It made me turn off that app, you know? Yeah, it's like, why? <laughs> or or the one move, hi. That's it. <laughs> hey. Like, say that? something original. <laughs> like, um, hi? Like, oh, my God. Or I get this one a lot. Um, or just asking, are you a, um, what is it? Are you a, what is it, a submissive or a? They're asking me if I'm like into bondage shit all the time. Yeah. I'm like, go. so I'll just now I'll just go and block them instead right. of even replying. You know, I just block them. Like, that's like, them. that's like third date questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you ever want another date, is never a good question <laughs> to ask me. But a stranger, I'm like, what the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, but um. But no, like, you know what I never understood about bondage was, like, a guy would pay a girl $300 uh, just so she could tie him up and kick the crap out of him. And it's like, why don't you just ask your mom to do that for right? free? Yeah. Whenever I feel the same way when I go to the Korean spa, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I could have, like, asked somebody to beat the fuck out of me right now. <laughs> instead, I paid for it. So, cool. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're getting, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a kick, but, uh. I don't fucking know. Everybody's got their own kink. I'm like, I don't care to know about it. <laughs> you know, save it, dude. Now, uh, you also did a movie with Vanilla Ice. I did, yeah. Yeah, so, like, what was that like? Because I think Vanilla Ice, I don't know if he's, like, 
the funniest guy or the weirdest guy? I'm kind of torn on that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I don't really know him well, although he did invite me to his show at, where was it? The Hard Rock when he was like doing rock music. Yeah. And I guess he still had my number from when he was Vanilla Ice and I did the movie, but he was like, walked up to me and went, yo, yo, what, wait, yo, yo, yup, yup, what's up? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Nope. And he was like, I was like, nope. I just kept walking. <laughs> nope. So, um, yeah, he was trying to use that. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. So I forgot what my name was. I forget. It was like Melanie or something. I don't know. I gave him my phone number. It was kind of a stupid, it was such a stupid movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like, I don't know if he's funny or just. I, I, I think he is funny just by that story you said, because, like, that's how he actually acts. But he was definitely trying to use that as a legit intro. So, makes him funny by circumstance, but not directly. <laughs> like, I think he just thought that was going to work. I don't know. Yeah. You got to give him confidence, though, right? Huh? You got to give him uh, points for being confident, right? Just oh, for up. sure. For sure. I mean... To walk up and just say that, I was like, mm, nope, I'm just, <laughs> nope. So I'm sure that probably he was like, oh, I didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It's embarrassing. No, I'm sure you get asked this question all the time. But what's your favorite type of pie? Oh, hmm. I don't like strawberry. <laughs> Had some guy offered to make me a strawberry pie, like on our first date. I was like, I don't want you to make me anything, especially pie, but definitely not strawberry. Um, I was like, maybe you should get a dog. <laughs> he was so pissed. <laughs> uh, because I was like, what? Um, I do like cherry pie. It is one of my favorite. I like pecan pie. I like coconut. I like, uh, I think that's kind of it. Like, I like, pe- oh, I like pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. Yeah. Oh. Those are my favorites. Yeah. I, I thought for sure you were going to say cherry. Like I did. Cherry is one of my favorites. It is. But, like, legit, it is. Yeah. Uh, f- filming that uh, music video, it, like, uh, I just wanted to ask about the hose thing because that, that, that kind of looked like it hurt. It did. Okay. It, uh, it did. Yeah. And I told the guy, you better get this in one take because it's not happening again. My eyelids peeled backwards. Holy Lord. Yeah. It's like, it was a real hose and uh you know Janie wasn't you know a fire guy so he just probably did it full and that's why I turned away because my eyelids were peeling backwards it was so strong so I was like hope you got that yeah. and this was this was before you and Janie started dating right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I I heard that he always liked you and yeah. like you were with somebody and then like then he got you so like it was like a nice little romance moment where the guy gets the girl at the end yeah yeah that's true that's a true story oh cool yeah he was just there waiting in the wings awesome cool yeah and then uh so a couple last questions for you are you gonna are you gonna like uh try and get on on the tv with your tv of rocks again like yeah yeah Yeah, um, we have something in the works right now, and we were picked up by a production company, and it's being um, pitched to major networks as we speak, so hopefully that will happen. I'm just going to keep saying that it is happening, Um, 
because it's a really great idea and and uh it'll be fun we would love to do that again and it's helping communities and all that stuff so it's going to be good but yeah me and most of my girls are getting back together and trying to make something happen and are you going to write a, a third book like a trilogy to this um it's essentially written itself just by being here but um I could, I just don't know that there's so much in book sales anymore. And my second book company completely effed me over. Um, so, you know, I don't know. If I did, I would probably self-publish at this point. Yeah. You know, just because, um, yeah. Not a good experience I, with the second book. <laughs> I'm writing a book and I've only, I only have the title, but I've mm -hmm. only, you know, it's called How to Annoy Yourself to the Top. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I was promoting my first book four years before I ever wrote a page too. So yeah. it's like putting it out there in the universe. kind yeah. of. And yeah. And then when I re-listen to it, I'll say, oh, okay. Oh, I got to seriously write it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Eventually you're going to have to actually write it. Yeah. So, uh, and then a lot, last thing, uh, your manager is my manager. Who? Dante. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you still oh, with Dante? Um, I guess. And like, you know, I'm here. So it's kind of like, what can they really do for me here? Um, right. But yeah, uh, I got with him right before COVID hit and then COVID hit and I made a major move. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, I guess I am. I just don't know that they're really doing anything at this point or what they can do. Yeah. You know? Well, I was going to share a, f a funny story, but then COVID hit. So the story doesn't really matter, but it involved you. Really? Cause, yeah. Cause, Is uh, it a true story? It's a true story, but like okay. it never, it never happened because of uh, COVID. But, oh, um, okay. So this is like something, a fantasy depiction that was in your head that involved me, but never got to happen? No, I mean, th th that, that happens all the time, but this oh, was okay. like... <laughs> This is actually like, this is like, cause I got a date at the Irvine Improv uh -huh. and then uh, it wasn't Dante, it was some other girl. I forgot her name. I think it was like Amy or Amanda or something like that. Uh -huh. And uh, she's like, yeah, uh, we should get Bobby Brown to, to open for you and stuff. And you guys could co-headline and stuff. I was like, oh, that'd be cool or whatever. But it never happened because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, well. So, that, that was okay. just a story. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that would have been cool, I guess, huh? Yeah. Did you go end up doing it? No, <laughs> no. Nobody was standing up anywhere. Yeah. No, it canceled it. This is the, last year was the, was the one year in my entire career that where I made, I didn't have to lie about my taxes. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I didn't either. And then somebody claimed at least $8,000 in my unemployment but not me as me uh, i had to prove myself that i was legit me and she didn't and she collected all the money uh, isn't that fucking lame uh, so, yeah so lame well I, I hope you meet this person so you can bitch slap them oh no i've met this person she had a oh fake, you have oh yeah she had a fake magazine and then three weeks into it she was a female obsessed malignant narcissist who wanted to marry me and showed up at my house at 3 a.m with a loaded 38 holy lord uh -huh. wow so, that sounds like my ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah so it's been um yeah it's been weird 
really weird and uh, unfortunate in so many ways. But just, yeah, there's crazy people out there. I do have one more question for you. Okay. Uh, do you think that, because when you started, interviews were probably press or newspapers and stuff like that. And not not really uh, podcasting. Like, would you say that you enjoy podcasting more than press? Or it's kind of feels like the same thing. Like, oh, it doesn't no. seem any different. Oh, um, okay. Sometimes it's for a podcast. Sometimes it's for a radio show or our live radio or um, you know a pre you know pre recorded thing that airs later. Um, it's kind of it feels. It always feels like the same thing. But Except for now, people are using video chat more, which is not as easy because then I can't just show up with no makeup on and be like, hey. So that's kind of different, but because Zoom just became so popular during COVID. Everybody wants to Zoom with you. <laughs> oh, well, I, I should probably tell you this, that uh, I, I don't promote the, the video. I just promote the audio because... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a very good looking guy and I don't like stuff of me on the internet. Like that, like, like that's <laughs> true. Like who isn't? Like there's, you know, you're good looking for somebody who cares. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, you know? uh, yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But like, uh, I'm rich in character, you know, because I'm a stand up. Yeah. I often say it's too bad. God didn't bless me with looks, but at least he blessed me with a good personality. Oh, well, Bobby, where can the folks uh, follow you and not stalk you? Right. Um, at Brown Bobby on Instagram. Finally got that back. And uh, Bobby Jean Brown across the board on all other social media platforms. And my new podcast with my daughter um, is premiering tomorrow called Southern Live. Oh, that's pretty cool. Are you excited? Like, is that's like a nice little mommy daughter it is. I mean, that's like the only good thing about being here is with the family, but everything else has sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to just be like, get my life back on track and hopefully this show gets picked up and do this podcast and, you know, trying to, you know, getting back into my accounts to be able to communicate for work finally. But like for eight months, I was like, like I was on the grid or something. And I would hear somebody would say like, oh, you're photo was in a magazine promoting this concert next week through Eventbrite. And I was like, what? Just stuff like that. Like it was always like, what? I'm still getting paperwork for the LLC. She opened in my name wow. and stole. And I had to cease. So everything I've had to pay out of pocket, cease and desist, you know, cameras, all that shit. Just wow. hackers to get me back into my own shit it's been exhausting it's been fucking bullshit is what it's been well if you ever need a lot a lawyer my mom's a lawyer so i have a lawyer oh okay okay i, was, I didn't know so i was just throwing Thank it out you. there trying no, no, <laughs> like there's nothing the lawyers know how to wrap their head around because it's basically forensics and nobody knows oh. how to do that this uh, my case is the first stalking case in baton rouge ever i was oh. like okay so yeah it's like it's been a waste of time pretty much trying to do anything here. Yeah. And uh, they destroyed her weapon. That's all. So yeah. Well, know. I'm glad you're alive and well. And I look Thanks. forward to your, to your podcast with your daughter. I think that's a really cool, unique idea. Are you like going to give her dating tips or like, what's that? Oh, no dating tips. She's 29. Oh, okay. So she knows all the tips. Excellent. Oh, she edited 
both of my books that, you know, there's, she knows everything like too much. That's how we communicate. So we go back and forth and, you know, she, the only person that can talk me off the ledge because she knew what I was saying. My stepdad was like, are you bipolar? And I was like, no, you're an eye (laughs) surgeon. Why are you trying to, you know, figure out my disorder that's non-existent? So, you know, because they're just like, yeah, you just, are you sociopath? No, no, I'm not like medically trying to, you know, he's an eye surgeon. Shut up. Like, no. This uh, is a real thing. Movies happen from real events. So, <laughs> you just said a funny joke. And, I do. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't think you got it, but like when when when, this, when I promote this next week, uh, listen to it at the end when you're where he's like, oh, uh, are you whatever disorder I have? And you said something. Then you just say, I have ADHD. <laughs> right? Yeah, I do. And then he'll say something and be like, no, it's called ADHD. Yeah, he doesn't. That's not a real thing. Neither is depression, my family. Yeah. Like, that's just a made-up thing in your head. And I'm like, uh, it's not. So, oh, no. Depression is a very will. I suffer from it. But uh, com- comedy is really, it really, I wouldn't say it cures it, but it really helps me. See, that's what I was hoping would happen with me. Because uh-huh. I, I was, I felt like my brother moved away with my nephew, who I adore, that I saw every single day for two and a half years. And they were leaving California because it's just too expensive. And um, and I knew I was about to go dark. Like, right. like whoa. Like, I, and that's when I just decided, like, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to try stand-up comedy. Everybody always says I should. I should have. You know, I auditioned for the Groundlings, got in. Oh, yeah. I did the Groundlings. Yeah. So I quit. My teacher was horrible. She hated my guts. It was really bad. Same my teacher. <laughs> really? You might have had the same teacher. Was it Rowling? Well, it was a female. Rowling, right? I don't remember. Because it was Lisa like Rowling. Yeah. But she was a bitch. She, yeah. she would pull at, like everything was my fault. You're not doing this right. Like take off your hat. Like it, whatever it was, I was like, fuck you. No. So, I quit. Um, so then I, I tried the same to thing to me. I was like, but I'm a stand up. I'm not an improv guy. Right. Right. So I just quit. And then, plus I had a boyfriend who said I wasn't funny. Who's an asshole. So I just quit it. And then now I'm going to go dark. I'm like, I'm going to try it. I'm just gonna rip out the bucket list. I'm just going to do it. So, however, it did not, you know, remedy what I was feeling. I thought it would, but it didn't really. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. You know what also helps with my depression is uh, is like I watched this movie called Last uh, Action Hero, and you can watch it. That's so stupid. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. hey, I got you to smile. So yeah, I need to watch that. I'll check it out. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Thank you so much, and I hope you All have right. a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, and then send me the link so I can All share right. it. When you have it up. All right. Bye. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye, Bobby. <laughs> Bye. All right. All right. Let's see. Leave meeting. All right. I was with uh, Bobby Brown. Subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Bobby. And uh, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. 
If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon.